The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar, in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host... A jelly donut! David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you, and I care. Barry Stein. I can use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowboy. We got donuts. <laughs> Saturday, April 13th, 2019. He is a rep and swears he's not rep X from last week, but he's also, he was a cigar retailer for many years, and he knows all sides of this business. Representing CLE Cigars in the Aroa brand, Jim Price joins us today. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. You catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. All righty. Ed Sullivan, everything's fine over there? I think everything's fine. All right. You seem like... Uh, well, I'm studying some stuff. All right. Studying. Why do you got to bring it up? Why do you got to try to jinx him? I don't know. Just trying to help him out here. All right. <laughs> By making him more nervous. No. In, in case you said, this is a do-over. Start <laughs> all over again. You never know what's going to happen. This is live podcasting. It's not like we take this show it's, at the end of it and we go through an editing process and take out all these mistakes that we make. We leave them in for you all enjoy. Part of our if, charm. If he had to do that. He'd probably be there for two days getting oh, rid of the mistakes. Absolutely. absolutely. And that's just Barry Stein. That's segment. just me. Yes. Yes. Ed sleeps on the couch, doesn't he? He does. I do. It's, it's like the movie Half Baked. He's the guy on the couch. There we go. All right. I want to light up a cigar. I haven't had one in ten minutes. Uh, Barry, what are we smoking here? Well, today's first cigar is the Aroa First 20 Colorado, and it's made in Honduras by CLE. Size we're lighting up is a 5x50 Robusto. It's a Honduran Puro featuring a Colorado wrapper. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $12.99, while a box of 20 is just $232.99, which is a savings of almost $27, or 10% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. I didn't realize that they grew tobacco in Colorado. <laughs> That's Co- the Colorado of, is a rapper. shade yes. of, that is reddish-brown. It's difficult to acquire it's and grow. Yes. It's the, a color, yeah. The color of Colorado is this brown color. So yes. if you went to the Grand Canyon and you look at the Grand Canyon, it would have a reddish Brown hue. hue. I didn't hue. realize That's that the Grand Canyon was in Colorado. And in the backdrop <clears throat> was all the tobacco plants. Doesn't the uh, Grand Canyon touch like four different states, Colorado being one of them? I, I have no know. idea. I'm not really a geologist or geography geologist. professor. Geologist. Wow. All right. It, it has this little tissue on the bottom uh, part of it. In case you got to mm-hmm. blow your nose. Yeah. A little tissue just in case. Christian doesn't. Protect the foot. He doesn't make- seem to like cellophane. No. He's not a fan of cellophane at all. And one thing I noticed about your cigars, and that this is all of them, is when you open the box, there is no better aroma on this earth. 
Correct. Than a fresh box of any of the Aroas or CLEs. What's with that? The cedar. Before the cigars are packaged, the, uh, the cedar is cut fresh that day. No kidding. Yes. So hence the tissue paper instead so you, of a cellophane so allows allow, it to marry in the box. Oh. Yeah. yeah and is, is there any truth? Do you know anything about the waning moon when you cut the cedar? No. That it has to be after, after a full moon. The waning moon, right? That's after. Right. Waning yes, or waxing. Waning or waxing, yeah. yeah. It could be either. It just can't be at the, the height of the moon because you no, end up with. No, I think it has to be at the waning moon. Really? That's what I had heard. I don't know of any truth to this. Looking at you. It's waning and waxing. <laughs> it can't be at the full moon because the gravitational pull of the full moon pulls the sap into the tree. I think it's the waning moon. I think it's the waning moon only. Is the only time you can cut cedar? Yes. Or else it saps. Oh. I did not so, know that. There's a lot of people out there checking that thing. Let's see. Is there any truth? <coughs> Can we confirm that? Just send me a text that Dave's wrong, and we'll just move on. <laughs> it's a wood thing. Ask your brother. <laughs> okay. Waning moon. He's listening right now on YouTube. All right. Maybe he'll uh, write something on YouTube because you can chat on he's YouTube, about a th- right? He's, he's about a 30-second delay, so yeah. after we cut the cigar, he'll have responded. And yeah, you, you were right. There was a problem, but it's all set now. So don't I even know. think about it. I do. <laughs> See, I was seeing something going on. I said, "There's a problem." So you add to his stress. He's already already stressed that if there's something says, wrong. Let's just start this thing. He'll over just again. say it. <laughs> all right, said Sullivan. Does that bother yeah. you that I brought it up? No. Don't no. lie. He's going to complain about this later on today. No. Can you believe he said something during the show? I I would never complain in the old about days Dave. I I found that in the old days we used to make believe like it wasn't happening you could hear it in all our voices that were concerned what it is and then it's just so much relief just to get it out and say hey is everything all right it look like something no everything's fine okay boom and you just keep going on and he and he knew to lie to me and say everything's fine it yeah. wasn't. And I'm okay now, and I can keep Every, going. Everything is good now. I guess as we're, long as you're okay, we're okay. It, it looks like we were a couple minutes late on YouTube. It wasn't worth a restart. If anybody's really concerned about the first couple minutes, it'll be up there later, and they can catch up. All right, so the people who watch it live missed the first two minutes. On YouTube. In YouTube. You go back to YouTube, because you're a subscriber anyway. Of course, they and should And you go be. back on and uh, click on it again and just see what happened in the first two minutes, because it was gold. That first <laughs> two minutes was unbelievable. Do we end up getting two hits for that when they go back to it? I hope so. I hope so, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar, the official cutting, brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Box-pressed, beautiful wrapper, yes. nice aroma. All Honduran. Everybody Correct. talking about Nicaraguan, everybody talking about Dominican. A lot of, not a lot of people talk Honduran tobacco. And the cold drawer, other than the obvious cedar, banana bread. Mmm. Banana bread. See, I would go in the direction of fruity pebbles, but if uh, the banana bread stuck to the pan, Valencia you, orange, you scrape off the stuff that yes. stuck to the pan. <laughs> Not just the banana bread. That that's all from you. I should have done it in Jonathan. Thing you have a pan, and inside the pan yes. is banana bread. You get rid of the banana bread, yeah, and then you just scrape the bottom. Well, you should be. You should like this. I you have a disgusting look in your face when we say this. I have done that. a lot of banana bread growing up. 
I haven't done that since that my New Year's resolution <laughs> to just talk about real flavors in cigars. I, I, no, pulled, I think there have been a few instances where we've had to flavor. call you out on that. I pulled a real Mr. Jonathan. We were talking about some cigar. Boy, it's just some banana bread in the pan. It's exactly it. Slightly Jonathan, crusty. how's this? Will you give me credit for this one? I said, okay, you know the candy lemon heads. You get a box of lemon heads and you dump them all out. And then you suck air through the box, and that's exact. Not yes. for this cigar. Remember, you used to blow one. through the box and make it go wee. wee. <laughs> We're going to light our cigars today with the Vertigo Concord. No fun. <laughs> the Vertigo Concord features single action, meaning you pull the lever back and you ignite both jets. Slightly angled in for pinpoint accuracy. You've got an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom and a flip-out bullet punch, along with the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. All for the low price of nineteen ninety nine. That's the Vertigo Concord. Have we used this before? This is a I nice don't, lighter. I don't believe we have. I don't think so. You know, oh. I like a double jet. This is nice. Yeah, I believe this lighter just came in this week. Mm. Yes, it did. Mm. This is a classy looking it's one. Got some weight to it. It's got a good heft. Full metal jacket. It looks like it's some big money here. The angle's nice. That's what I like too, because I don't like when the top of the lighter heats up. Mm. They think of everything here at Vertigo. Jonathan likes the angle of the dangle. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make him a bad guy. Don't laugh at that because you're just going to make it worse. Well, yes, it does make him a bad guy. <laughs> Jim's I think I got it. Mine's out. Oh, there we go. All right. So Jim Price on the show, uh, which which is a, a, a after last week's show, which is a, a, a either a rookie move or you got a lot of balls to do it because people stayed away from me like I was a hot potato this week, but not you. No. Here you are. No. Uh, did you catch last week's show? I, 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 sadly, I did not. And you did not? I failed oh, to, that's why he's here. <laughs> I failed he to was, do my homework. Oh. He was doing the, busy doing the W. He's working. Some plausible deniability. Oh. Somebody was here in the industry. Wow. Oh, the yeah. boss was up here, but you didn't catch the show, and that's why you're here. Or <laughs> is it because he was here in the area from before anyway? No. <laughs> so it, it, it wasn't Jim Price anyway. No. But, um, boy, a lot of people... Which would make me think it's Jim Price all the more that you said it wasn't. No, we're not going there anyway. I, I don't want to deny or, or accept anything because we are uh, holding the protection of the representative <coughs> who uh, was on the show. But uh, Is this representative going to stay in the industry? or I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen a to him. a lot of not knowing with this. But um, so far, there's no rumors of anybody being fired. So Correct. Well, I had to check with him. Earlier this week, on uh, I'll get into that later, <laughs> um, but um, he was okay. He was okay, um, but I'll tell you, a lot of people weren't. True. A lot of people had something to say about it. Um, a lot of disgruntled reps about Rep X, on, and this is on Facebook, making comments about uh, how he must not be a good rep, and every company they've ever worked for is always taken care of. Almost like they were going so far in the other direction to prove to the company they work for that they are not. This is not ex. what we think. This is not how reps think. Right. The fact of the matter is, this is how reps think because this guy had the balls to say it, and wow. that's the way it is. You missed only one, one rep that spoke out against it. So, what Jonathan said. Oh, no. That the guy was wrong. I only no. saw one. I got a lot from a lot of people. I got from, from companies, from the reps, from – there was a lot. There was a lot of uh, 
I would say more than consumers. I heard from more companies than I ever heard, but um, on both sides, good, good and bad, or um, <laughs> mostly of that's not the way it is type of thing. Almost protecting, you know, we don't treat our reps like that. Of course, he wasn't very nice to consumers either. No, he wasn't nice to anybody. No. So, well, I don't think it was a lack of niceness. I think it was just blunt. Bitter. Well, if you're not happy in the industry, then get out of it. That's like any I, job, I, right? I brought that I up mean, to him. If I, brought, you, uh, I brought that up to if him. If you're going says, to your job every day and you can't stand it, then it's time to get out. Time to get out. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, when it comes to you, you were a, um, you ran a shop. You, you ran a liquor store that had cigars. That's yeah, how it all on. started. How many years ago? Uh, that started in 1995. Okay. So yeah, so 95 to 2000, I spent in retail wine and spirits. Which was a very interesting time in the cigar yes. industry because this is the when we talk about the cigar boom, you were right deep in the middle of the cigar boom. Right in it at yeah. like literally 24 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that was an interesting period, obviously. Especially, oh, you're a lot older than you look. Thank you. Yes, it's true. Thank you. Yeah, I still good. have all my hair, though. I think that might be a dig right there. <laughs> but he's, he's one of the... <laughs> one glove just came off, Jim Price. <laughs> he's one of those guys that I talk to, and the oddest things come up from way back that I totally forgot about or haven't thought about in yeah. 20 years, 25 years, and you say it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I remember that. And, you know, yeah. I get oh, all yeah. juiced up of uh, back in the day, you know. It was when I was young... Just yeah. when, you it know, was exciting back then. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I mean, it still is today, but it was... You remember it when was, it ended? Uh, the, I'd say right around 98. Yeah. Yeah, 98. And you, and you felt it, right? All yeah. Of a sudden oh, it was, yeah, it was okay. not overnight, but it was, I mean, you went here and then it mm. just went. Yeah, what, that, what yeah. went wrong? So that we can prepare. I'm a big believer in that, um, you know, this historic things that happen, we can see it coming again and you get ready I just think it. inferior tobacco was yeah. from what I was to, learned and told back then. Yeah. Obviously not an, an expert back then, but I think overall – it was just a lot of tobacco was rushed to production, and you had a lot of green cigars, if you yeah. will. And there was just way too many brands. Yeah. Way too many. I, but it, everything was selling. People were buying yeah, any people, cigar. People yeah. were buying it anyway, but anyway, you remember yeah. smoking them. You were a cigar smoker at the time. Yeah. And now we smoke a cigar and say, oh, my God, this cigar is great. This cigar is great. This is, you know, why are we saying this cigar is great? Because we lived when these cigars were not great. They were yeah. terrible. So even a mediocre cigar today is way better way, than a way cigar better. in those yeah. days. Yeah. Right? I had a conversation with a uh, principal owner of a, a manufacturing company, and I'm not going to mention <coughs> Christian Aroa's name. Okay. <laughs> um, but he was. I asked him, he was quoted at one point in the 90s saying that, there was no such thing as Maduro. Yes. And so I asked him about that quote, and he said, well, the quote's a little, it's been a while since I've said it, but it, I was taken out of context. There was no Maduro in the 90s. Everybody was painting and tainting their wrappers Big to time. make them look Maduro. Yes, because they couldn't go through that long process. He said, if you look at his cigars, you don't have that black tobacco. It's not coming off on your lips. Yeah. It, there's not a secondary burn line with something else burning. He said, you, you got to take your time and age it and take it out the full three years and let those sugars come out and yeah. sweeten it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you dealt with cigar reps before you became a cigar rep Absolutely. for a long time, right? Yeah. You went from liquor. Well, it was a high-end high wine store. I mean, it, obviously, the store was called Liquor Store. But, yeah. Uh, but this particular store was very uh, much into high-end wines. Um, it was quite a business. The owner 
collector of wine and sold. You know, we were selling two, three thousand dollar cases of wine yeah. back then. The store was redone, so they I convinced them to put in um, like five, I think it was five or six cases. You know, the stand up cases yeah. like you guys have. Sure. And then I started out with which is, uh, which is a huge department. In a liquor store, correct. Of yeah. that many cases, you know, somebody would have a little cabinet with six boxes, yeah. and he would with five cases of fifty. They gave me about, I think it was about four hundred square feet. Wow! So wow. it was all in one wall, and then we put all the scotches and bourbons and cognacs to yeah. the left of it, which made sense. Sure, we had it carpeted. We put lights. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was something that. I got right into, and then that second year, I said, can I go to the trade show, and went to the RTDA, and yeah, yeah. they sent me out there, and it was really, now I'm 25, and it was like, and it was you very were, exciting. you were handling that department? That Correct, was, yeah. yeah. An assistant manager of the store as well, too. Okay, so, so you had to pay yeah. attention to the other stuff that went, but something that went anywhere near there, you run over and right, help them. Right, right, yeah. yeah. And I did all the buying for it. Um, started out with Consolidated Cigar. Yes, which now is Altatus. Yes, yeah. Yep. Marvin Falzik was yes, a great guy. Yes, Marvin, he yeah. was. He yep. was. I bought the uh, H. Upman setup, the uh, the first case with all his brands. And yeah. That's what got it started. And then when they redid the store, we put in, you know, custom-built humidors. Yeah, yeah. So, so I went to the show from 95 to 2000. So you remember cigar reps in those days, and Marvin's a, a perfect example of, of he's a guy that would be carrying basically two suitcases mm-hmm. in his hand, waddling in the, in the store. Trench with, coat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with a tie. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, it'd be... All business. Yeah. And this is, goes where and why, and I want this over here, and, you know... Um, what happened that I saw that happen is the cigar boom. Now, he was there way before the cigar boom happened. So this guy was inbreded as being a salesman, mm-hmm. how he was, uh, and selling you thousands of cigars. Remember writing down oh, a, yeah. the, the list of By hand. Yeah. Right. And the cigar boom happens, and now it becomes, it doesn't matter what you order. You're going to get what you're going to get. So I know me, I'd say, yeah, give me 50 boxes of those. Correct. I was hoping for five. Give me 50, and then I'd get five. And I'd try to start learning. Oh, I'm going to get one-tenth of what I'm asking for. So, okay, give me 100. I'll get 10. Until the day came that I said, give me 100, and the 100 showed up. Trailer trucks pulled up behind the store. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I knew it was over. That was the day. Yeah, we were dictated. I mean, especially back then, there was kind of a stigma on um, liquor stores, mm-hmm. if you will. That was like a new sector. Yep. Uh, and I, I just happened to be in it and fell into it. Um, as a fan of cigars, but going to the show was very difficult because there was a lot of companies that didn't even want to deal with you. So the first year was a, a really good learning experience for me, first trade show. Yeah. The second year, I made like a pamphlet. Now, I, took, know, I know. took pictures of the store to show them that we're properly humidifying yeah. the cigars and it's yep. a high-end store. Yeah, it's not your Exactly. So that went over really well the second year that I went. Because imagine yeah. in those days that he would go up to – a, a supplier that would um, a company to make cigars and say, "I want to open an account, and stop buying the cigars," and they'd look at them and say, "Nah." Yeah. And this is how it was. Now they would jump at the chance of something. How times have changed. Changed definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think the the manufacturers were were kind of afraid to upset the traditional tobacconists. Which there were more of back then than there are well, today, more as a full yeah, tobacconist. Well, as a tobacconist, I'll tell you what bothered me was that they were opening. 
accounts, and, and I was there in the, in the 80s, and there was hardly anybody, and we would be the ones buying it, and then all of a sudden the boom happens, and there's 10 stores in the city that I'm in, and everybody's getting a piece, and I was normally buying 10 boxes of these cigars at a time, and now I'm getting one or two boxes of cigars, and I go, I'm not even getting what I used to. I would like 100 boxes now. There's a boom going on, but yeah. can I at least get what I got last year? And the answer was no, because now it was distribution of, well, there's 20 stores here in the city, so I can't can't give you 10 I'll give you two. Oh, when nobody was here I could have 10 now to so many people I can have two right and it was it was never the uh, don't open another store or anything like that but at least give me close to what I used to get and that wasn't you know they want want a distribution yeah and then ruffled a lot of feathers yeah the shows were not pleasant in a sense of no yeah it, it was they they say it was the best of times but it was the worst of times it was uh, I was very angry of uh, I'm, I have no cigars to sell you know from uh, trying to build a company up and here uh, almost 10 years later we're doing pretty good, and I can't even get cigars. Um, and the person that actually saved me through that was the Aroa family. That um, they, they became were, your swimming green kangaroo. <laughs> I, I remember Sal Fontana, who was a big part of that company. That uh, I called him up, and I was calling everybody of what can I do. And it was Christmas season, and I said, I got lighters, humidors, cutters, ashtrays, lots of different things in the store. But I don't. Have, it's Christmas time, and I don't have any cigars to sell. What do you got? And he says, Let me see what I can do. Uh, I'm going to ship you something. Um, whatever we got here, we're going to put something together. Let me do it. And I said, go ahead, do it. And a trailer truck pulls up, and he loaded us up with every kind of brand and everything. And we had cigars. And I'll say that Christmas season that happened there, it was almost exclusively to the Aroa family cigars. Is no what kidding. We had because it was called Carib at the time. <clears throat> and uh, that was it because everybody was so short selling everything that came. And we had built into a, into a monster of customer base but no cigars to sell so i never forget them there they they were there for me they, no they weren't the greatest cigars i mean we, we had shot filled cigars and oh, yeah. we had whatever brands i never heard of to this day never heard of again or it's dumb but we had cigars and people would buy cigars it would it, it would be easy to sell cigars easier because somebody would come in and say yeah give me a box of brand x and i said well i don't have brand x but i got brand xyz and um what, do you, what size do you want? I want the Churchill. Well, I got the Robusto. All right, I'll take it. It's not the brand. It's not the size. You know, I'm looking for a Honduran. Uh, I got Dominican. Okay, I'll take that. I mean, you could almost sell anything you wanted. The guy was looking to burn a cigar. And everything was selling back yeah. then. Everything. Yeah. Then the change-up happens. You see a lot of people go out of go out of the, out of the business. So all these stores that open up, and let's take a liquor store for instance, that they saw the heyday of it, and now the boom is over. Does the liquor store say, "Okay, we're going to stop selling cigars. Let's put something else here"? Uh, essentially, that's what became. Yes. Um, over time, yeah. um, I had left after five years there uh, amicably, but uh, that's essentially what happened. I, that kind of waned. I think they were in a unique position where I was so geeked out about it that yeah. I, and I was real. I'm really into wine as well too, so it fit. But to just take someone off the street and say, "Hey, start selling mm. these cigars," was not going to happen. I think once that I left, um, the the you know it sort of just kind of fizzled out. They end up redoing the store again. Okay, so you, those stores uh, change a lot sure. over time. Yeah. with trends like the any trends. retail. Exactly yeah. the point. So that so, was the shiny penny. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's not shiny exactly. anymore. So let's get into something else, and including you. You said, let me get into a different business? Or? Yeah. yeah, I ended up going into manufacturing. 
not completely not out, cigars, could not have cigars, nothing. Okay, no. so that's interesting. What pulls but, you back? Well, I stayed into, I stayed in it part time at various stores in New Hampshire, okay. um, just out of a love of cigars, and you know, part time here and there, beer money, if you will. Yeah. And then getting in, I stayed in manufacturing for about fifteen years, I'd say. Um, just got a little burnt out. Okay. Um, left my last job, and then the store I was working at part time just to help them out. They offered me full time. Okay. So, so I went full time, and then uh, and you end up coming back yeah. later, becoming a rep. And you're, exactly. you're in it because you love the industry. You end up getting out and saying, I tried these other things. I, yeah. love, I love what I love. Much happier now. Yeah. As did the owner of your company. Mm-hmm. That here's a guy that built a company to his family's company. He took his family's company, took it to another level. You know, I, I'm sure much bigger than his family even thought that company could be. And I know all the work he did and watched it as it went through. Sold the company off. And, oh, my God, this guy did it. You know, I remember being hap- so happy for him because he did that, but so sad for the industry because we're going to lose an energetic person, young mm. person, that ended up doing too. this. Yeah. And, okay, he's going to be gone. And then a few years go by, and boom, he pops his head out again. Here I am. I'm back, much like yourself. All of a sudden, you come back, and here we go again. And now he's starting to build another monster company. Yeah. And his his thing was – Vertically integrated company, meaning that they put the seeds in, they make the cigars, and they sell it off to the retailer all the way through. All the way through. Yeah. From seed to where we are now. Yeah, full production. We're not talking about a brand owner. Somebody attaches their name to to a cigar, but actually does that all the way through. And none of the tobacco is sold either to anyone else. So it's all within the family, Mm. within the farm. So your position as a rep compared to um, somebody on the sales floor, I always thought about it. You know, would I be any good if I would do it? How would I like it if I did it? I know a lot about cigars. I know a lot about retailing. What if I end up going into other people's cigar stores and trying to sell cigars, or would I be any good at it? So you did it. I don't know if you remember your first sales call into somebody you didn't know. Oh, I definitely remember the first one. I I mean, obviously, I felt comfortable having been around cigars on the retail side of it. And sales, just much like in retail, I had like a following, if you will, in the store. Yeah. Uh, Like you do here, you build up uh, your reputation, uh, your relationships. So I pretty much had that in the back of my mind. It was more about going to each store and figuring out that individual person and what they need there. But the first, the very first stop, I closed the sale. So you did, was, yeah, in, oh. in New Hampshire too. So oh, almost unfair yeah. because you got to be knocked down a few times. <laughs> but then there were a few zeros after that. They're like, "Who's yeah. this guy?" I mean, it takes a while. I mean, to build up trust. So yeah, um, you know, in any sales job, I mean, it's obviously about honesty, and uh, it's not really, it's not a hard, to me, it's not a hard sell. You don't go in hitting them over the head. No, because it, it is a relationship. Uh, correct. You know, you hear this all the time, those that hear it and say, oh, the cigar industry is a relationship business. I really, I've been in a bunch of businesses myself. It's very different than the other businesses, and the relationship matters. Um, and that was part of the, you know, you and Christian up here. Um, there was an event that happened, uh, first time ever. I don't know, should I even be talking about this? Certainly. We should yeah. probably talk about it after the break. Yeah. Was, okay. All right. Um, first off, let, let's get to the matchup of the week. The matchup of the week is brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair cigars. Um, go to jail for four years for something you didn't do versus get away with something horrible, but live for it in fear that you're going to get caught for the rest of your life. Uh, go to jail for four years for something you didn't do versus get away with it. Something horrible, 
but live in fear of being caught for the rest of your life. Are we talking like one of those hoity-toity prisons where, you know, it's like a white-collar crime? Supermax. We go in Supermax. Yeah, I don't know. Let's go somewhere in between. <clears throat> somewhere in between. It's not quite Club Med. Club Fed. I'm, uh, I think I'm going to go to jail because I'm somebody, I just don't do well with guilt. Of course, and you'll enjoy the showers every step of the way. Yeah, exactly. So I three just, you know what? I think you would think with our relationship, Barrons, <laughs> that I would see that shit coming, and I, I fall for it every time. It's like hedonism for you. <laughs> I think I would go to jail myself. I, I, I don't want to live with guilt. That's, that's a tough burden to carry around. Right. I think four years, I think. Four years. Because then you could, years. well, you could come out and then you could sue and get $100 million for, you know, it happens all the time. You see people release after 20, 30 years crime, and especially when the uh, DNA you, and all that. You did it, though. You oh. did it. Oh, no, you didn't. No. No, you oh, didn't no. do it. Oh, all right. You yeah. didn't do it. Four years. Four years. I would take uh, Get Away With It, because if you ever watch Shawshank Redemption, the fat guy does not fare well in prison, mm. so therefore, I'd rather get away with it. You don't want to be, be holding on to anyone's pocket. You're not pocket. going to jail. You're going to wait and, and I'll be in deal, fear. I'll deal with the guilt of and the fear of getting caught. And, and Ed Sullivan's shaking I, his head, too. Listen, I already got a bunch of bad stuff pending. What's one more? So I'll go with the guilt. <laughs> so we got two to two, and I have to go with the guilt, too. I'll, I'll hold the guilt. You can't go guy. to prison. I, I can't do no four years. No. I can't do it. I'll be 59 next month. You'd rather live in fear? Well, yeah. How much time do I have left? A lot. I can't let you live to be 99. Your mom's 84 with no sign of slowing down. Yeah. She I, jumps in dumpsters. I can't do no four <laughs> years. So I, I, can't, I can't do the crime because I can't do the time. Beretta. <laughs> Beretta. You know that. I've heard him say that. I thought the Italians could do the time. I can't. No, no way. Early thoughts here on the Euroa First 20 Colorado. The, the cedar is the, the main component. And what I dig about Aroa cigars is... There is some strength to it. It's not a strong cigar, but it has some strength, but it's not overpowering in any one flavor note. It's not peppery. It's just nice, pleasant, and that cedar kind of comes in. I love it. I think it's definitely medium to full. Um, full flavor. Full flavor, correct. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. A mellow cigar. I definitely, the cedar is a hallmark of the, of the cigars. I get a lot of uh, nuttiness out of the cigar, and actually a little white pepper. I usually get Especially as we get down to the, the uh, last third. I'll throw in a sprinkling of synonym. I just butchered that. Synonym. Thank you. And uh, I still get a little <laughs> bit of banana. 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 I want banana ice cream right now. After the show, I'm going to stop you at Moose and get some banana ice cream. always want banana ice cream. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember banana chews, that candy? The little square candy? Yeah, horrible. You didn't like those, Ed? I'm a snack authority. Okay. Believe you me. remember banana chews, though, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. They were yeah. always... Too stale somehow because yeah. nobody bought them because they were hard. After a whole bag, you couldn't feel your jaw. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, Jim's boss was here in New Hampshire this Tuesday and had dinner with the whole staff except me. I wasn't allowed to be there. We're going to find out why, what happened when we return. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. 
for there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods, meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos. Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, 
The Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Christian Eiroa from CLE, Asylum, and Eiroa. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Okay, he's always listening. He's always listening. <laughs> yes. We're back. We're smoking the Aroa First 20th Colorado with Jim Price. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Uh, people are talking about the strength. I would say 4.5 out of a possible 10 in strength. Almost exactly medium, but a little shy of medium. Yeah, I'd give you that. Wow. But, I agree. But the, some people may light it up and think immediately on the first light, oh, my God, this is going to be strong. It's just very full-flavored. There's just not a lot of high, high primings. I can't get the banana bread out of my head. Some spices coming have. in now. Definitely spicy. Yeah, with the cinnamon, <clears throat> the whole thing's going. Yep. Very nice. Very, very nice. Um, let's talk about the elephant in the room. We have donuts here. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> I understand someone enjoys donuts. I do. I'll have one of those, Mr. J. Are, are you I, done? Uh, Mr. J, are you going to show those off for the camera? Sure. They are quite impressive. Those are cookies and cream. Nice. They are actually a baked donut. Barons. They are not fried. I will have one. Grab one for so, Mr. Sullivan as well. Oh, somewhat healthier. Don't mind if I do. And pass that out to the audience. Yes. Screw them. <laughs> Donuts for everybody. Put it over here so I can give, give it to the audience. You're taking one. Ooh. Well, he brought us a gift. It would be rude. <laughs> now, the thing is, do you pop it like grab an, and pass them out? Help yourself? Do you bite into it or do you just pop it like an aspirin? Well, it depends. Because the, the, uh, the fondant logo is edible, so I hope Dave so. is doing right now. Because I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> the logo tastes like rubber, <laughs> sweet rubber. How many times have you had a condom in your mouth? Don't lie. <laughs> Never. <laughs> wow. Hmm. It's going downhill. 
Jonathan, no. Jonathan, at least a box. <laughs> Happened a long time ago. Mm-mm. <laughs> Gave a whole new meaning to Ruth for his pleasure. <laughs> okay, so there was a cigar dinner that happened here this week. And I got a call from Christian. I, I had a different rep and a different manufacturer up here during the week last week. And the week before. And Christian called a couple times when I was with him. And I said, I'm going to get to him after because I got somebody here. And I'll just call him uh, at the end of the day. So I didn't get to him. But in between, you must have been getting calls from Christian saying, Dave's not answering the call. Are we doing this or not? Yeah, I think you were quite busy at the time. So So, uh, you end up calling Ed. And Ed ends up calling me. And if Ed calls me and he knows I'm busy, something's going on. So I take his call. And I said, what's the matter? And he said, uh, Christian's been trying to call you. I said, I know. I'm going to call him as soon as I get out of here. And he said, um, well, they want to come up and do a cigar dinner. They need an answer. And I'm like, when they want to do it? Oh, they want to do it next week, blah, 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 blah. And here's how it goes. And they come up, and it's dinner with the staff. And I said, yeah, we'll get everybody to go. He says, yeah, everybody can go except you. <laughs> and I said, what are you talking about? Everybody can go except wasn't me. wasn't my idea. <laughs> Dinner for everybody except the fat guy. Don't worry. I ate enough for the two of us. There we go. Yeah. So I said, what the hell's that all about? And he said, you're going to have to call him. I don't know. It's, it's up to you, whatever you want to do. So I called Christian up, and I said, so what's this all about? I'm busy with somebody else, and I, but um, I don't want to keep you hanging. And um, he said, believe me, there's no crazy thing that ends up doing it, but I want everybody to be free to talk, say whatever they want without the boss around. So uh, I don't want you to be there. And I said, really? And he says, well, we're going to get some great food from and catered in, and we're going to do all this. And he's digging a hole even deeper as, as he's going on. And I'm like, trust me, believe me, it's going to be okay or something. And I said, all right, do it. And well, I want you to come before because I want to talk to you before it happens. So I, I actually had to come here and sit here while they delivered the food. Set it, it all up. Plating it oh. all up and everything like this. Smelled and I'm like, delicious. I, want, a, I wanted to text oh, you man. telling you how great the food was. Oh. <laughs> and Jonathan told me, what are you, crazy? I two, thought I was going to be carried out by two guys. Two service, you're talking about car. a carving station. And oh, it my God. It was exceptional. I'm like, really? And he goes, okay, we're all, we're all set. In other words, leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like okay, and I'm, I left, and that, and that was it. So, what, what the hell is, is this a normal thing? Is, this, well, this is this is brand new. Um, Christian called me up and said, "This is what I want to do. Uh, something different uh, to travel. You know, quick quick visit. Uh, basically, to get everyone in this, in, outside of having your boss boss there, to everyone feel comfortable, and then uh, basically learn about the brands, get to know the owner, uh, explain. You know." Well, don't get the owner of the company, not the owner of the owner of the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah we already know you. Yeah, yeah. I go over the blends, uh, have you know, question and answer. Just have a you know a, a nice something different. There was so the little cigar talk. It was like sixty five percent baseball yeah. talk. Yeah, because Christian's son is a highly recruited baseball player. Yes, he probably has a legitimate shot at winding up in the major league someday. Wow, and it was more baseball talk than cigar talk. Yeah, as an avid fan of baseball. And it was actually pretty good to have him as one of the guys versus somebody trying to pitch us on stuff. Because you we have a great educated staff. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been redundant. So it was it was fun just to hang out with Christian. That's I would C L E cigars. It was Christian. And, and what right. would have happened if I was there? You would have been you would have 
you taken bored. baseball out of like you would have geared it away because mm. you're not a baseball fan. There probably would have been more stories of the old days, which are fun and enjoyable. But it was more. But it was <laughs> what more. They call that waxing. Yeah, uh, it was philosophically. More, <laughs> it was more interaction between. Not to be confused with the waxing between movie. Pete yes. and Christian. <laughs> so was there was there negative talk of did Dave make you do this or does Dave no. do this? Well, unfortunately, no, no. I was hoping for. No, something. we didn't no, talk but... behind you. With the, the first person that left talked a little bit about him after he <laughs> left. But other than that, <laughs> very interesting. It was actually it was a great time. Um, I think it was very valuable. So in the future, and it's already passed for me, so it doesn't matter. Okay. And I'm not looking for He's anything holding a or grudge. anything. But yeah, when it, when you deal with a fat owner, so here's the play: you give him a gift certificate or something, and you say, "Here, here's dinner for you and your wife or something. Mm-hmm. You're all set. Go to dinner, but don't take the dinner away from the fat guy." <laughs> We I live did bring for this. donuts. We, did you did. Donuts. You brought donuts. So I show up the next day, and, and I had one of these donuts because there it was sitting on my on my desk over there with your name on it and stuff. And I'm like, so what the hell happened here yesterday? You got donuts with your name on it? Yeah. Again, just another jab well, into a fat guy. A little, little marketing. Yeah. No, it's good. They, they came from your favorite place, too. Yeah, don't, you heard that. Yeah, don't talk about that. <laughs> don't talk about that. Is this where we plug them? <laughs> no, please don't. So, so you were you were working in cigar stores, and now you're a cigar rep. You just went through that process. How important do you think it is yourself of what Christian's thought is of getting the owner to get to know the staff of the store? Well, I think it's extremely important. It actually it ties everything full circle versus someone being educated in a store that's selling cigars retail wise. Now they have like the final connection to the link. Some of the uh, people that are in this industry that work for you and on other stores may not have ever met an owner or only ever met the rep, uh, may not have traveled to cigar regions. So the one I, thing I I'll think say, it ties it out. The one thing I'll say that you as a rep do different from many of the other reps, not all, but there's, there's only one or two of you that really, I think, do it the right way. Not only are you very professional when you come in, but you don't come in and bypass the sales staff and say, I need to go talk to Dave or I need to go talk to Ed. The vast majority of your time is spent with the guys on the floor and you always make sure that your case is tidy. If something needs to be filled, I've watched you fill it. So you you bring back a little bit of that old school yeah. rep mentality. And I think it shows in how well that brand does, at least with us. Yeah. It's probably a force of habit on my part coming out of retail. I was in high school, I was in supermarkets. So I had a lot of that other side, the shelf spacing, mm. and just I mean, I basically it just comes natural to me. So when but, you're when you're on a, a call to the store, do you interact because of your retail experience? You interact with the consumers in the store almost like oh I forgot I'm not working here, but I know. do I do both. Yeah, you know I come in acknowledge the staff uh, absolutely because it, whether you have three locations, ten locations, or twenty locations. Just going to the buying location is wrong in my mind. Absolutely. You, you could have such a you mistake. could have ten stores that have your stuff on the floor not displayed. Yeah. Uh, and it's common in stores where you find that they just don't have they'll have placed an order, but they didn't put out that box of robustos. Yeah. So when you go in now you oh, you know, we have these these ran out of stock, now they're in stock, put them on the shelf. Yeah. yeah. Do, would you say to a consumer that, that's looking at a cigar, oh you, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if I'm in a store so if I was in in, in two guys I, the brand I would bring up is obviously the house brand, uh, and then I would correlate it with my brand as well. Not okay. take that person and 
stick them right right on my, on my bread. I actually go into the habit of just, and if you like this cigar, have you tried the, this X cigar or that X and cigar? And the beauty of you yeah. is you know every single cigar because you well, sold every seemingly, cigar. Right, yeah, I mean... And, and I, comfortable and I th- with it. I think sometimes that's actually missing. You know, you know, a company will take a rep from another industry and bring them in. They don't know about cigars. They teach them all about their cigars. Then when they're in a store and they're smoking brand Y and they say, oh, here, I want you to try our cigar, which maybe not anything like the guy's going to like. But, of course, he wants to take them to his cigar. But you would know that, you know, that would not be a match with your cigar at all. Somebody smoking an acid cigar, you say, oh, come over here. Right. You should try ours. If you like acid, you're going to like uh, CLE. Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, de- it depends. We, we, absolutely, we have cigars similar to that, Sweet Cap, if you will, right, cigars. Right. Um, so you try to always, you know, gauge what, they, what they're interested in. I like mixing it up because the best thing to do, because we're all in the same boat, is actually gives a good comparison. Some consumers may stay on that same cigar, same cigar, and you might open up their mind like, oh, I never smoked a Honduran which, which cigar. Which is a great thing. I love to, to do that, uh, to have somebody go out of their comfort zone. We talk about it all right. the time. And yeah, I don't, I, you know, I don't like that. Give it a try or something. Oh, my God. It turns out I do like that. Yeah. You, there's so many great to, families in it. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a, a, a large amount of great families in the, the business. So I, I consider us all in the same business. Sure. At what point so. do you think that the Nicaraguan cigar boom as it is right now is going to jump the shark and things are going to switch over to where I think they should be, which is Honduras is making some of the best cigars on the market right now, in my opinion. Yeah, oh, I don't. I don't know if it's going to necessarily end. I think it's a, a flavor profile, a strength profile, definitely. Is I think uh, people that are strictly smoking on um, Nicaraguan cigars are missing out on some of those medium, and actually, or a, or a mild cigar that would have flavor. Recently, mm. we did the Connecticut, yes, and it was Phenomenal. surprising to a lot of people that haven't tried it before because that's not to knock on Connecticut cigars, but they tend to be mild, maybe one dimensional, yeah, and and that's okay if that's something you like. It's a very subjective sport. But I think that I don't I don't see it um, coming to an end, if you will. I think um, maybe not to an end, but but, but really, uh, I mean, how much more growth could they possibly have? Well, it's like anything. You, essentially, you hit the ceiling at some point, and the and the sales cycle, any cycle is going to go up and down. Um, I know they have the largest import. We import the most amount from Nicaragua, but uh, I, I think Honduras is, is is you know getting there. Absolutely, um, without a doubt. I mean, the history is is amazing. They got the royal family is 103 years wow. of history, uh, three generations. So Christian's yep. the third. Yeah. Yep. Um, you got anything going on? You stick around for the after show too? I will, yeah. All right, so Definitely, just stay, yeah. stay here. The after show recorded immediately following. Jim Price will stay with us and talk. I want you to think about this. I want you to tell us something we don't know on the after show, something we don't know about you, the company, the brands, something. Think about it. Okay. Uh, but right now, let's think about the uh, final thoughts here on the Aurora First 20th Colorado. Clove has become Clove. a taste coming in along with Barron's Cinnamon. And uh, you got the banana bread, the signature cedar. There is no banana bread. It's very interesting that it's there. It's stuck in my mind. It's all I can taste. It's because you guys want banana bread. No, it's just we we taste cigars better than you do. That's all. That did come up with the dinner, Pam. uh, Banana bread. (laughs) No, but we taste better. Jonathan's waning palate, like the waning moon. By the way, which turned out to be true. Turned out to be true. Turns out <laughs> you don't cut the trees down during a waxing moon or a full moon. It's, it's just a waning, waning moon, moon only. <laughs> and 
I love it when I'm right. I don't. Uh, I don't. I like hate, it when I'm right anyway. But when he's wrong and I'm right, it's like a home run. The boss is always right. Ah, right. That's the problem. Why I wasn't at the dinner, right? <laughs> that's three rights right in a row. <laughs> Correct. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to dig through my humidor. I already did, and I pulled out some cigars, some old stuff, um, and I chose a different cigar for each one of these guys. Old cigars. We're talking about old cigars and old brands because Jim Price knows them, and uh, we're going to talk about that. We're live we'll in see. Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create the this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast. Or better yet, Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. 
the Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th Anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th Anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th Anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th Anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hello and good afternoon. It's Randolph Churchill here. My great-grandfather would have loved the Cigar Authorities show. And we're back with our number two broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We've got mail to get to, and I have uh, cigars to give out. Uh, we're with Jim Price, the rep from CLE Cigars. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Uh, let me lastly say about the Aroa. First 20th Colorado uh, cigar that we're smoking. Um, as you get down with the cigar, and I know this, this is this part of the care package? Yes, that it is. was. Yes. It is. Yes, it is. So there's a lot of people smoking the cigar along with us. Uh, 4.5 is where I was. As we get down here to the band, I'd say a strong 7 anyway. It starts really picking up in strength as it's going on. Not overpowering Maybe or anything. Maybe go to but a this, six. This, this it, is something built. It has, it has built. Yes, it is well, built north of medium. 7.3. 6.2. 
Yeah, I'm with Ed Sullivan. 6.9, giggity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, even Pam is shaking her head, and she usually enjoys your nonsense. And the average is? <laughs> All right. So uh, I picked out some old cigars uh, out of my humidor to uh, let other people try and see. Maybe you smoked it, maybe you never did, but these are back in the day. These wow. are, He's got some age on them. So for Ed Sullivan, I chose the Zeno Platinum Pudge. A Pudge. Yeah. Which was pudge. the original release from Davidoff. It measures 4 by 50 That's a beautiful cigar. Nice. There yes. you go, Mr. Thank Sullivan. You. I mean, Almost a rough track. Everything here has got major age. I mean, we're talking about that's got to be more than 10 years old nice. on that one. Um, so from, from the small, I'm going to go to the very large, and I'm going back into the 90s here. So this got at, <laughs> least, this thing. at least 20 years what ago. What in the hell is that? This is the original <laughs> large ring gauge cigar. The first one ever to come out, as I believe it is, uh, and you can tell by the band that's yeah. on it. This is the Immenso by Perdomo. And he came out with renditions of Immenso as it went on with a lady with a big cigar in her mouth was the band. But the original ones was just a yellow band with black lettering on it. I'd say this has to be more than 20 years old. You are this, correct. Yeah. Who gets that? You. Because you, what? You like big things in your mouth. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> don't, don't agree with him. Now the second glove is off, Jim Price. Okay. And it's funny. Everything I looked up on we'll that cigar said 5 by 70, but it looks a lot bigger than 70. Jim Price for you. That's definitely a this, this is a this is a Camacho. Um, Found the most information about that cigar. Okay, this is an eleven eighteen. Yep. This is the last cigar Christian Aroa did after he sold the company off to Davidoff, and he made a cigar, and it was a very very limited release in a black box. Yep, it's the uh, Camacho Super Limitado. Wow. It was actually rolled in two thousand and seven, and only six thousand were made. Five years after they were rolled in 2012, Christian hand-delivered these to his first 40, 40 stores that carried his brand, of which Two Guys Smoke Shop was one of them. It was number wow. one. Yes. So exactly. only 6,000 cigars made. Yeah, at least one of 6,000 cigars made. Thank you. Um, Never had that before. So yeah. he gets that. And I, I have to smoke this. Yeah. Yes, you yes. should smoke this. I ought to keep you quiet for the For Barry Stein, the geek that he is, <laughs> this is the DDT-S-007. It's a wrestling cigar. This is from July 2015. All that, not all that old, but this was the test blend before Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust uh. s for Sober Mesa. For Sober Mesa. This was before Sober Mesa came out, and this was one of the test cigars. It's number 007, which I don't know <clears throat> if that became a Sober Mesa, because I never smoked it. But there it is. Um, I, I remember I had a couple with numbers. I don't think I had 007, because okay. I would have remembered the James Bond reference. I feel like the kid who gets the remote control car for Christmas, <laughs> and his parents didn't get him the batteries. Batteries were expensive back then. Why? This they might be. Are, this is the first original big ring age cigar. Do you remember the movie Cape Fear? Yes, I believe that's the cigar. No, no, it, was there? Was it different? It yeah, was Dominican. It was. Um, I remember buying one at your White House way in back. Spanish. White House in Spanish. Casablanca. Casablanca. That's right. Casablanca was that. It wasn't quite as thick as that, but it was. It was kind of <laughs> like that. Well, White House in Spanish. I'm with you, Jonathan. <laughs> 
He can't, he can't remember Casablanca, so he has to reverse engineer it, and he yes. comes up with White House. And I come up with it. In that's Spanish. the whole point, how I did. Usually people do that in their own heads. They think of it. I Not just, you. No, I just say it out loud. This is how I got there. Is it Blanca or Blanca? Casablanca. Blanca. Casablanca. Yeah. Casablanco. You can you can be rest male, assured Blanco that if Dave is pronouncing it Casablanca, right. that that no? is the wrong pronunciation. Okay. Whatever. I know that it meant what, because if, oh, you could just ask Gusto. And I know <laughs> right, <laughs> ask Gusto. Oh, no. um, no, and I don't know why eighty percent of every cigar, premium cigar sold in the world, was sold in the United States, who is an English speaking country. Why don't you make them named after the English word? Or why do you get the Spanish word? That because it's... Un, you can't pronounce it oh. properly. You can't say it properly. Then you got to phonetically say it, and you got to teach people how to do it. Why don't they just call they, it White they House? Want, they want the culture. The Cigars Latin culture infused. In it's important. In the 1600s. So, I'm going to smoke the Griffin Don Bernardo. This cigar is also about 25 years old. Wow. Um, and this is a cigar that was only made for Europe back in the day. And this is one of seven cigars remaining. Wow. A little damaged here on the foot, but I'm going to smoke it anyway. Um, and uh, big meaning to me with this cigar. means a lot to me. And? This was a cigar that my father ended up like. We did what accidentally they were sent into the U.S. And I'm, I'm going back into the, into the mid-'90s. Accidentally, they shipped it to the U.S., and the people at Davidoff, when they were in Connecticut at the time, called up and said, you know, we got these cigars, X amount of boxes. We weren't even supposed to get them. Instead of shipping them back, uh, and then they go back to Spain or whatever country they were going to go to, um, you know, you've got all these ideas or crazy things to do with it. Is there any use for this? But there's only 25 boxes or whatever there is. Uh, instead of sending them back, we'll just send them to one person if you want to do something with them. And I said, tell me about the size. <clears throat> tell me about the cigar. They told me, I said, I'll take them all. So I took them all, and we did a cigar dinner with them. It was one of the cigars at the cigar dinners of rare things or whatever. Sure. And um, my dad used to come to the cigar dinners. My dad was a cigarette smoker, really wasn't a cigar smoker, but would have a cigar at a cigar dinner. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... Um, at the cigar dinner, he said, now, this is a cigar I could smoke. I love this cigar. Of course, he's talking about a cigar that you can't get. So I said, okay. <clears throat> After it was over, every cigar that was left, I saved and I put aside. And he used to come up and see me every Sunday and say, come on, let's sit down and have a cigar. So I'd grab two of these cigars and I'd sit with him. And it's a long cigar, so it would take an hour and a half to smoke sure. a cigar and talk to him about whatever, not him yelling at me about what I didn't do or whatever, but just shooting the shit about life. So it was great. And this went on for a couple of years. And as it was getting down and down, um, I looked in the box of cigars and there was like nine cigars left in the box. I grabbed two cigars out of the box and I said, here you go. Let's have another cigar. And I said, by the way, there's only seven cigars left. What are we going to do? After the cigar, what are you going to smoke? you got to figure out the next cigar. And he goes, well, that'll be it. It'll be the last cigar I smoke. And I said, no, no, no. I'm going to figure, figure out something for you. And two days later, he died. Ugh. So this is what was left of it. And many times I thought, let me, what do I do with these cigars? And that, that's 20 years ago. 
and I keep saving them and saving them, and they're just going to starting to get damaged and all this. So we're smoking special cigars today. So here's a special cigar. This is where the whole um, event of the father and son cigar dinner that we do each year, this is where it stemmed from because my dad was not a cigar smoker, but we had that thing that every once in a while we'd have a cigar together. And I urge that of you and your child or you and your dad uh, sit and have a cigar with you and your grandfather that yeah. used to do it all the time. You remember those things forever, of course. right? Forever. Of course. My daughter. <coughs> yeah. So a cigar, a, a cigar geek we all know says that the DTTS 007 became the Moistra de Saka Exclusivo. Oh, not 100% on that. So we'll yeah, reach out to Saka after it doesn't, the show. It doesn't look like a Rosado wrapper, does no, it? No, the wrapper doesn't match with that what person the said Mesa. the cigar is. Well, the Sober Mesa is a Rosado. Yeah, but this also doesn't look like the uh, Moistra de Saka. It could not map to anything. In that, that is true. <clears throat> it could. It's possible it didn't. I, I went through a couple of these things yep. with Steve as he was going on, but for whatever reason, I put that one aside. Yep. It made it to my house, and the stuff mm. at the house I get to, I look at the stuff once every year or so. I look what's in there, so I look before the show. Anyway, let's give it a cut and light, see what these are all about. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo... Cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lower them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And <clears throat> my cutter is not big enough. <laughs> ah. and, uh, I'm going to have to go to plan B. This yes. year's um, father and son cigar dinner, I'm going to have information, I hope, next week and tell you. It, it will be the day before Father's Day. Um, but I'll get you all the, the other details of what's happening next week, and we'll hopefully uh, start the sale of that then. My daughter's already postponed her next trip so that she can go again. It's awesome. That should be very uh, special to you, and you should. It uh, is. I, it's a big, big deal. I've got the cutting cam up now because oh, this Chris. is a unique approach. Oh, yeah. I used to use the. Uh, I had to use my knife. Barely any flavor on my cigar, as I expected it to be. It was a light cigar 25 years ago. Mine's definitely vanilla. I don't taste much at all. I would like to light it, and I'm going to use this Vertigo lighter to do it. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Concord. Vertigo Concord features angled two jets with a single action. You've got a flip-out bullet punch and an easy adjustment wheel along with the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, all for the low price of nineteen ninety nine, that's the Vertigo Concord. So I'm gonna get a little cedar on this uh, Immenso. I'm I'm scorching the side of this a little bit, touching with with my pinpoint accuracy on this lighter, because I I told you it was a little damaged before. So what I do is at the damaged part on the cigar. I don't know if uh, we're on there on that damaged part of the cigar. Those that are watching on YouTube or Facebook Live, I actually burned the split. And why I did it is to uh, actually stop that split like a um, split in a uh, piece of glass or something, a windshield split. It's going to keep getting worse and worse unless I do that. If I do that, it should burn right through it. I cauterized the split, and I should be okay now. We'll see. We shall see. This has got quite a kick right out of the gate. Yeah. yeah, his stuff uh, doesn't seem to lose a lot of strength over time. The, the strength tends to be uh, 
be right there. This is black pepper all the way. I got some flavor on this. I'm surprised. Yeah, I got some flavor on mine too. <clears throat> does it Do taste you, like? Does it taste like a Perdomo? doctor? Never mind. <laughs> it doesn't taste. <laughs> this is way before Burble Barrel. Yeah, it doesn't. Very can't help it doesn't have from Brooklyn. <laughs> the current Perdomo flavor profile, but it's got plenty of flavor, man. Have you ever had anything bigger in your mouth? It looks good in your mouth. <laughs> I I saw that cigar again. I feel like we're cheating. A few years ago, when FDA had you know said we're going to stop all these cigars unless they've still been in production, I went to his trade show booth and there was a box of Immenso out there, and I said, "Oh my God, are you coming back out with this?" He says, "I am today. It was just for a day. I don't know who ended up getting them. These this isn't from uh, a recent one, but there it was." And I said, I have one of those in my humidor somewhere, and there it is. And this is the end of it. I'll never see it again. And this is your lucky day, Jonathan. Oh, it's, I feel so blessed. <laughs> this is a big deal, man. I could have gave that to anybody. It's true. That's a no, you couldn't. It would have been cliche to give it to me, since we have big ring gauge cigars. Hashtag blessed. Everything, yeah, you guys. Everything, everything <laughs> was actually, this was well thought out. I gave the, the right size cigar for Ed Sullivan, yeah. the geeky one uh, for, for uh, Barry, something that um, Christian wouldn't get mad at you for smoking a competitive cigar. He actually did that. That was his last one with the company. And I know you love Nick Perdomo and the whole thing there. There's an old Perdomo that you've never had before or seen. I'm trying not to look a gift horse in the mouth, mouth David, but, but, but you are. I'm also getting lockjaw. Jim Price, what was your favorite cigar back in the day during the cigar boom? It was hands down Poros Indios. Ah, Hands down. And there is Honduran. Yes, it is. With a little bit of Brazilian in the blend back then. Okay. Yeah, the Reyes family. What, did you go for the uh, big size, the big torpedoes? Uh, I did enjoy all of them. I would say the Robusto was my favorite. Yeah? Yeah. That was one of those brands that just, it was, I mean, it just exploded. That that was a cigar that had strength right out of the gate. Here's a new brand. I remember when it came out. And oh my God, here's a cigar. And it it was the Rage. Yeah. Now, Jim, did you ever, what was that one called? The Big Chief? The Chief was a 10 by 66. It came in a coffin. Yeah. And they also had the, um, the Torpedo. I'm trying to remember the name of that one. That size is big enough for that you to a, actually put your big one. They, they, ashes in yeah. after you expire. Because yeah. it's, <laughs> it's a lot in, of space. Uh, they came in 10 counts. I smoked one Chief camping once. Hmm. Took the whole day and night. I remember from what I can remember, <laughs> it became a thing that every once in a while somebody would buy a chief yeah. and then light it up in the store and walk around Take with it, it for home four hours. After yeah, you yeah, it was an all-day sucker for sure. Um, but I would you know, say that was my favorite brand. Yeah, what, what a what a shame to companies like that that um, it, you know you're talking about cigar brands that all of a sudden boom right out of the gate gigantic. And then the, the problem that happens with most brands that that happens to is it comes right back down. Boom, yeah. it goes high and down as opposed to the steady growth, right. which is the safest way. And this is the way Christian has been doing. How many years now, the second go around here? Uh, this July will be seven. Seven years. Yes. So I always For said. For the CLE Cigar Company. Yeah, yeah. I always said an overnight sensation is 10 years in the making to become the overnight sensation for steady growth and continuation. Yeah. And you, you build a strong company. The other thing that f- happened boom time was 
there was a lot of pre-boom, a lot of well-aged tobacco sitting around. So people would make a brand with tobacco they couldn't source after yes, the correct. initial release. That's a release. good point. Yeah. And couldn't so many it times it would be like, yeah. oh, I love this. Then next time you buy a box, completely different yeah, cigar. Yeah. yeah. And Ed Sullivan, you're a box cigar buyer anyway. Yep. Uh, always have been. Buy by the box. Uh, do you remember your first box? It wasn't something good. Yeah. Uh, it could have been like Don Tomas oh, or really? something. Oh, really? You remember? They were pretty sure. popular. The Don. During the boom. Way yeah. back. Yeah. That was pre-boom, wasn't it? They came out pre-boom, but pre -boom. they were big in the boom. Yeah. They were big. Everything Don was, right? Yes. Well, yeah. not all the Dons. I bought Don Eduardo just because I thought, why not? Was, yeah. <laughs> Don Barco. That was a brand. Yeah. yeah. Um, were you a box cigar buyer yourself? And even when you got out of the business, did you continue to buy cigars? Oh, I definitely continued to buy them. The first box I ever bought was Te Amo. Mm. In a 10 count, the rough yep. cedar cut. Sure. Looked like it came out of a sure. wood shop there with the Maduro. San Andreas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we, oh, when, as, as, uh, what's your name? Jonathan, uh, <laughs> was saying earlier when he, you open a he box of a row of cigars, they're, they're not cellophane to begin with. They're in that cedar box and you open it up. And even when we open them up to display, you open it up, it looks so beautiful. The aroma hits you right in the face as oh, you do yeah. it. It's so unbelievable. And the people that are just a single cigar buyers that don't go through that process, mm -hmm. it, there's really something to it. Not only do you save money when you buy by the box, you should actually have to pay extra. You get the packaging and you get that extra. Oh, they're they're designed it. definitely. That's a big thing with Christian to, to essentially age in the box or, or uh, continue with the, mm. the cedar and the flavor and the mo proper moisture. Yeah, um, it's, it's probably a good brand to put it, like I do with some cigars, to get one of those boxes, put aside, bring it back 10 years from now, and let's open it up. Yeah. Oh, my God. What do we have there? It's probably going to age great, Yeah, is, is what I imagine his, his cigars. The, uh, the Ubi, the out-of-box experience. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, how about- Is that even a thing? It is. Is that like uh, stacking dimes? I still don't know <laughs> what that means. <clears throat> See, Sounds this, mob related. Yeah, so I'm sure. That's stacking dimes. Yeah. You know, all the rings around. Oh, I see. And, uh, we're giving credibility to this made up <laughs> uh, term. Oh, this is the ash hole sounds. I am, uh, <laughs> I am According to the stacking <laughs> silver dollars. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this is strong. Really? Strong. That's got This is definitely strong. I can say that. I can feel it in my chest. Jonathan, I think you're stacking. I'd say that's 30 years old. The cigar really? you're smoking is 30 years old. Hasn't lost a step. He's it's your new nickname. Stacking hubcaps. <laughs> you know, uh, it was pointed Hyundai hubcaps. It was pointed out in the uh, in the uh, chat room. Now nah, maybe on maybe Facebook that the yellow band has some similarities to a yellow ribbon. Ooh. Ah, and it all goes full circle. Yeah. Higher yellow. Might be ribbon. Tony Orlando cigar. Yeah, well, Mr. Jonathan cigar. You don't Is know the yellow. Around? You don't know the yellow, the yellow ribbon story. I do not know. Oh, oh. so uh, somebody came in and told Barry. Yep, I was sitting in a cigar bar, and uh, somebody said, uh, "You work with Mister Jonathan, don't you?" I was like, "Yeah, I do." And they were like, "Ask him about the time we tied a ribbon around another guy's penis." Oh. <laughs> and we did ask him, and he blushed. They, wow! They didn't. They, they didn't, didn't completely just, deny it. They didn't just ask me. They waited until we were on the air <laughs> and brought it up. Did yep. they, Amenso? Uh, was it like was it wow. like your menso? Is I remember, that why you're uncomfortable smoking it? 
I remember yellow ribbons, honestly, around trees uh, yes. way back when when the uh, Iran hostages. That's right. Had. Yeah, that's right. That's what I remember. Nineteen seventy-nine. How about your first rep you met in the cigar industry? Would be Marvin. We spoke about him earlier. Marvin yeah. Falsic. Yeah. Okay, he's the first rep. How about yeah. a cigar celebrity? Somebody, an owner of a company or anything uh, like that? I believe the first one I met is the very first show I went to. I waited in line to meet Philip Wynn of Oh, Philippe my God. Gregorio. Really? Yes. Huh. Remember that, friend? I do. Yeah. I, it- I believe that was the first uh, cigar. Liberty, or do you know or, who was I, making the cigars? Uh, yes, yes. Oh, you do. Mr. Aero, yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Wow. But I, I think, okay. I, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first person I met. And did you ever, did you ever go on the cigar trips and stuff that would happen? I have not been on one as of yet. No. Still not. Still not. No. Oh, you haven't been. It got canceled it's last ch- year. It's so. going to change your life. Yes. Everything, as much as you love it and appreciate everything that goes into it, when you actually see mm-hmm. it, and I don't care, I've seen it a hundred times, and I go the hundred and first time. I'm still amazed. You got to yeah. be kidding me. This cigar is only ten dollars. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Un- it should it be a hundred dollars. Exactly. It's crazy. All right, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for what's, what's up? up in the cigar world. Brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And this week, the Illinois governor signed the Tobacco 21 into law, which officially made Illinois the 10th state to join the movement. Boo. Delaware has sent the Tobacco 21 bill to the desk of... Governor Mr. John Carney, not related, who has stated he will sign the bill into law. Meanwhile, in Texas, the state Senate passed a similar measure where it now moves on to the House. And in the state, Jewell took out a full page ad in the Dallas newspaper in support of the measure. And I feel it's important to note that Altria owes 35 percent of Jewell and is the parent company of Matt Sherman. Iowa has introduced a tobacco... They did here in New Hampshire, too. Same thing. Full page ad. Yeah. I mean, Uh, way to fight against us, and there's a reason why I won't smoke a certain cigar. Mm. Uh, Iowa has introduced the Tobacco 21 bill this week in their Senate, and Ohio has increased their tobacco tax by two cents. The cap is now 52. And lastly, new to twoguyscigars.com this week is the Aganos Alif Habano, La Aurora 115 anniversary, and the Don Pepin Garcia TAA edition. There we go. Okay, coming coming up shows next week. We're going to do this show backwards, uh, only because the people from back to back are here, and I know it pisses off Mr. Jonathan. So, so stupid. <laughs> why we're doing that. Uh, the, you remember the guys from back to back that do uh, Fernando yeah. and, and Mike that do all the uh, painting? They, they're coming up this week. And you finished. are NY. Yep. You are New York. We're, they're finishing up the Nashua building. In uh, graffiti painting, and the lawsuits will begin. Uh, that's a long story, but people in the city have a problem with what I'm doing, uh, and I have a problem with the people in Nashua and the things that they're doing. Uh, the uh, under 21 uh, did not pass, but it did not fail. It is now going back to committee after uh, a rough night uh, fighting over that. It goes back to committee. We'll see what happens uh, next week. With that committee, and then it goes back to the full. We're going to stretch this out forever and ever. We got four weeks into it so far, four meetings, and uh, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep fighting. It doesn't look good, to be honest with you. 
But um, we're going to string it along, and we're going to keep going because it's ridiculous. It's not fair, and uh, we'll keep fighting. The following week uh, is the Barry Show. Barry takes charge. We're switching roles completely after a backward show. Barry brings it on. Yeah. And we'll see what he's got. Uh, he seems to think uh, he can do a better job than you. Oh, it's not he's, that difficult. He's yeah. not He's not going to be me that week. He's going to be really? you. So really, he thinks he can do a better job than you. Okay. Well, no. It's a better job of you doing Dave. But not nobody can do wow. a better job than Dave. So when Dave's on vacation, oh or Dave's God, away. You are such oh, wow. a try, piss ass. You try to be I'm Dave. Sensing the color of brown Jesus right now. Christ, and you all get I some know shit is, in your all mustache. I know is wow. like take, when you do the show, it's like taking an ambient. Look I'm, I'm falling brown. asleep right here on the stage. Dark mahogany brown. And it color? begins. <laughs> and it begins. And that's called fueling the fire, folks. You know why Barry has shit in his mustache? Because <laughs> he's looking for love in all the wrong places. No, it's Wook and up. <laughs> so, says the guy smoking it so. so I saw something in the chat room that made me LOL. Yeah. I I look and it says, Nice, hate Mr. Jonathan. And then he types immediately after, nice hat, Mr. Uh -huh. Jonathan. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, of course you hate him. What did he do? Must nice. be my brother. Oh, typing. Yeah, Sammy B's hat. That's on. right. All right, uh, you got something in the mailbag you want to say. Go I ahead. do. All right. Uh, this was sent as a uh, direct message to you. Yes. Dear Dave, I hope all is smooth in New Hampshire with your shops and podcasts. I listened to the latest two shows today, and number one, I was sort of ashamed to have not wished you a happy ninth anniversary in time. My apologies. Also, I was kind of scared when you hinted that you might discontinue the show at 500 or whatever in the near future. Uh, don't. Your show is not losing any of its significance or traction. Almost every single episode is like a treat for us cigar kids and like a gift to all cigar lovers. Don't you dare stop this great podcast. Number two, I was captivated by your Rep X show. Yeah. This added a human and realistic dimension to the otherwise often glamorized industry. I also liked your show about the Ten Commandments of how to behave in a cigar store. This kind of feature is helpful for all of us, and I think it will help the brick and mortars in general. Actually, I would like to get a transcript of the Rep X segment to be published. Please let me know what you think. Best regards, Reinhold Widmeyer of Cigar Journal. Mm. Feel free to describe it if you wish, Mr. Widmeyer. Mm. Right. right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to let him. I made a call to Rep X mm. to see if it was okay. Mm. Um, you know, uh, in, you know, to let everybody know. The Rep X segment was edited. There's parts of it. Uh, what we played is what was had already been edited, and um, because there were some things in there that, he, you know, I asked. He said, "I'm not going to, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Get rid of all that." You know, as we were talking, like like he was just talking to me. So we edited that stuff out, which of course is going to be, you know, I can't give him the original audio or anything like that so um we're gonna clean that up and make sure that's not in there and um they do whatever they want with it uh according to rep x after that stuff is all removed. will there be a dvd version with <laughs> no. the bonus footage no. <laughs> no um right now it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at asylum cigars they're coming to take me away haha -ha. they're coming to take me away ho ho hee hee haha -ha. to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time and i'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away 
It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars, with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. Oh, God. (laughs) There is an epidemic in New Guinea that has prompted a public warning for men. The country has seen a rash of penile enlargements go wrong. Men ranging from 16 to 55 have performed self-enlargements by injecting themselves with silicone, coconut oil, and baby oil, which has led to difficulty urinating and exploding ulcers. Yes, Dave, as difficult as this is to swallow, it is a true story reported by the UK Independent by a reporter with the name Harry Cockburn. (laughs) I can't help but wonder what's next. Vaginal rejuvenation using extra virgin olive oil? And that's not only insane, it's asylum. (laughs) Dave, you got to bring my meat into this? Well, you always ask me, true story. It's it's probably pronounced Coburn. No, it's Harry Cockburn. C-O-C-K-B-U-R-N. Yeah, but it's pronounced Coburn. I believe it is. (laughs) (laughs) Like the same. Singer uh, Bruce Coburn. Yeah. He also spells it Cockburn, but yeah. people don't say. Remember it like fighting that. cock? Remember yes. Yeah. That was did see. Indonesia. Yes. All yeah. Indonesian. I believe it was all that Indonesian. Was, that was, yeah. I believe uh, Jonathan calls that sword fighting. <sighs> <laughs> double happiness. You remember yes, double, double happiness? happiness? Same yeah. company. Yeah. Same company. Some weird brands out there. Man, I think I still have a T-shirt from that. Wow. Probably worth money on eBay. All right, so early thoughts on the cigar you're smoking. Uh, Ed Sullivan, you're smoking the Zeno. Quite mild, but it still has more flavor than I thought. I didn't think this would stand the test of yeah, time. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That was an initial re- uh, release of that. Very pleasant. I think those came in canisters. Yeah, little canisters. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Barry? What do you got? There's a lot of pepper on this. And That's that, the 007 yeah, one. Yeah, and I'm surprised. When I'm looking at almost four years old. And it's black and red pepper. Hmm. And it's overpowering anything else on the cigar. And is it, you think it's anything that exists now? You've had all his other cigars. No. This is something different. Something different. It doesn't taste like anything I've had before. Okay. And you can do some research and maybe next week. I reached out to him. I sent him a picture of it asking him, what is this cigar? Mm -hmm. All right. Maybe we'll have that in the after show if he gets back to you. I know he's in Colorado or something. He's driving all over. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to him this week. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, oh you always talk to him he, when he's on the road. He's, he's dieting and he's driving all over the place. And he's miserable. Miserable. <laughs> and he calls me when he's miserable, which is a perfect no pairing right there. <laughs> uh, and Jim, what do you think? Well, uh, this is definitely all black pepper. It started off really strong. So right now it's kind of mellowed out in the fat part. So I would say black pepper and spice is what I'm getting out of this. Great draw. I'm actually, I kind of overdrawed it a little bit. So Is it anything like his cigars today, any of his brands that he has now? Um, I would say probably not. This, no. I think we're going to be going back to that. So there will be some new okay. cigars coming out that will feature a greater strength profile uh, okay. of uh, Corojo, authentic seed Corojo. But this reminds me of, of back in the day of yeah. the brand that they started. So, sure. Yeah. Okay. How Definitely. about you, Mr. Jonathan? Menso by Perdomo. Uh, if you've ever had the barbecued chips from Cape Cod potato chips, it's a very distinct barbecue flavor. You this is the kettle chip. The, the kettle, yeah, yeah. But there's no 
there's no potato flavor. It's just the outside of it. So you'd have to lick the chip to get the flavors that I'm getting out of here. Um, and also, surprisingly, some cedar. And I'm blown away. It's 24 years old at how strong it is. Really? This is... It's Sullivan. Every He's a bit. cricket. He has no idea. Never, <laughs> never smoked in his life. Never would. It was the chips. This know? is every yeah. bit as yep, strong bros. as his Perdomo 20th Maduro. Really? Every bit. If if not, maybe a little stronger. Wow. Because of, uh, because of how thick it is. Uh, yeah. The thicker it is, the stronger it is. And I'm smoking <laughs> the Griffin Don Bernardo. Uh, Never a U.S. brand, but this is back over 20 years ago. Also, uh, it's burning beautifully. Uh, I, I fixed that little uh, tear that ended up happening. It, it smoked all the way through it very nicely. Burning well, mild, but it's a mild cigar to begin with. But there is some flavor. It's not, you know, Griffin is a mild cigar to begin with. So I still have a mild cigar. It still has the little bit of flavor it has. So I wouldn't say it lost anything to it it's it's still okay but you tend to run your humidors a little on the the lower side humidity wise anyways so you're not you're not forcing that age on that tobacco yeah it's going pretty good it's going pretty good and i actually still have these in the humidor in the box itself even though there's only seven of them six of them that are left uh it's there okay we're gonna go to break when we come back uh, more in the mailbag uh, and a peek at the after show. We'll tell you a little about uh, what, what Jim's got up his sleeve on that. We're live at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. 
La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back. We're smoking old cigars like the Perdomo Immenso that Mr. Jonathan smoking. Amazed how strong that is. Talking the old days with CLE rep Jim Price. Welcome back, everybody. Mr. Jonathan, you got the mailbag here. I have a mailbag. And Give this it is, This is very important right here. Okay. I just have to make sure Ed Sullivan is prepared. This was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and the writer Paul writes, Gentlemen, I've been a listener for over six years, 
and have had the high honor of meeting you gentlemen when I visited your Salem and Seabrook locations in 2017. Before reading the rest of this e email, please use the Darth Vader voice as to disguise my identity. As I was listening to Mr. X during this past week's episode, it got me thinking, why stop with blowing the cover off the reps, brand owners, shops, and active cigar smokers? Why not discuss the problem with bidding for cigars from online retailers? Bidding? Bidding. What, you don't understand English? <laughs> I don't know what that, what that means. Bidding. You know, cigar bid. Auctions. Then, yeah, like auctions. Okay. Are you done interrupting? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I have a history of being a cigar rep for three years, and I'm a current employee of a cigar shop. During my experience with that company, I had a discussion with the owner as to why their cigars were not on a bidding website. That's bidding. He replied that he had been approached by this company to offer their cigars, but to reach a certain price point on these sites, it would mean changing the tobacco in their blends, which would be a lesser quality tobacco, maybe similar in flavors, so that there would be a difference of what you would get in the brick and mortar than what you would be purchasing online from the bidding site. Why, why are we changing your voice? Because he asked us to. <laughs> okay, all right. But you already said his name. We're protecting <laughs> He's a menso. We're protecting his persona Yeah, here. you said his name. Go ahead. He Can didn't you? want a product out there that would be a lesser quality that was being offered in the brick-and-mortar market. The conversation took place in 2009. Can you say, Luke, I am your father? Barry, I am your father. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Ed Sullivan. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like you had a frog in your throat. Yeah. So interesting. The people that think that they're buying an unbelievable deal online are really getting a different cigar with the same band on it. Is what the writer's point is. That does happen. I, I know for a fact that that happens because I buy cigars and these type of things have been offered to us, uh, usually in bundle form or five-pack form and things like that, not with the full packaging. Well, and if you consider the thought at this point where there's not – we're, we're going to reach a point where there's no new cigars, period, because everyone will have released everything they got predicated. So – Companies are looking to sell. Other companies are looking to buy. And one of the things on the buy sheet is, how many units do you move? So if you're selling a band for 25 cents, it doesn't matter what cigar goes under it. You just sold a unit. So you can sell many more units. Yeah. Did you see Lars Teton? Do you remember Lars Teton? I do. I saw that. Obtained by Alec Bradley. I'm surprised you didn't bring it up at your, at your, at your thing, but uh, very interesting. We talked about it a little bit. Yeah, it makes yeah. no sense, too. Yeah. It, it's a grandfathered-in product. But they're looking to ban flavored tobacco. Yeah. So part of that might be, listen, the big money is going to be sp spent by Swisher Drew Estate um, to keep acid around. Therefore, they're going to do all the work for Alec Bradley. If They're either going to drag it on for a long period of time or whatever, um, and somebody like Lars Teton would never be able to spend that kind of money or anything. You don't have to. You're going to have uh, acid do it for you. Mm. And now Acid, which is one of the biggest selling cigars in the country, uh, has a competitor. It always did have a competitor. Actually, Lars Teton came first. Right. And um, very similar product. Very, very similar. Pro it was a very similar product. And though. the Upsetters now are, is similar, too. Correct. 
So now there's three competitors. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say that, you know, blindfold and try to guess which one's which. Be uh, tough. Maybe there. So, what do you got for a Don Raphael offer of the day? Don Raphael offer of the day is right here. It's brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. And as we know, everyone has a price. And today, would you do this for $100? And I think I might get Mr. Jonathan to do it. And if we do, we can do this during the after show. Okay. How about that? $100. Eat a pepper. A ghost pepper. Not a chance. Really? 100 bucks. Just eat a ghost one ghost pepper. How nope. big is this pepper? They're Whatever. small. They're small. No it's, big deal. I've eaten a habanero straight for free to see if I could do it. Agonizing. It's two days of absolute agony because you go through the agony going in. You can have a glass then, of milk after and it's over. It's not over. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> milk after 20 minutes in your stomach turns into whatever it is you just <laughs> ate. You eat the ghost pepper. You rub your eye, and then you drink a glass of milk. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Go to the bathroom. And I have have a high tolerance for pain, and I love hot food, but ghost pepper, that's no joke. Jim Price, will you do this after the show? One pepper? For $100? Yeah. $250. It's not negotiation. (laughs) (laughs) Gary, you in? I don't want to become a ghost, therefore I will pass. Would you, you can't die from it. Oh, yeah, you can. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, Ed Sullivan, remember I made the, the shepherd's pie and I used oh, yeah. the ghost pepper cheese oh. in the mashed potatoes? It was ridiculous. It overpowered everything. It's it was good. ridiculous. It was great, though. It, it was tasty, but that was only two tablespoons of ghost pepper cheese in a vat of mashed potatoes, and it was, I remember it was over the way too hot. Yeah. All right, so if I do this, can I call an ambulance? You call anybody you want. You're going to need to call more than that, buddy. I mean, Jonathan has a high tolerance for pain, but I don't, so I'd probably call an ambulance. Call. It's on your dime. Some I'm giving you 100 so that's, that's some sort of dig right there. Why? Because I t- took an ambulance oh. after my kidney stone. Kidney stone. So, so I didn't kill anyone while I was driving. Just, yeah. a, just a quick story. Back in 2016, a man ate a ghost pepper. And he wound up with a hole in his esophagus. Get out of here. Oh, that's, that's a lot of cash. This thing grows in the ground. Yeah, it's, it's clearly not worth $100. It's, a, it's an exceptional All right, 250? amount. $250? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I've out. upped the ante again. Yeah. <laughs> You're a good salesman. That's pretty good. All right, the after show. We're going to bring Jim Price on for the after show later, and uh, he's going to tell us something we don't know about him, his boss, and the cigar industry. Or not. We'll find that out. But right now, let's take a classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll f***ing kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's- Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today 
with a classic cigar. All right, we're going to uh, take Ed Sullivan out of this, and we're going to bring Jim Price in. Jim, you know how to play this? I do not. All right, you're going to pick the date without going over. And oh, it's okay. I've heard going it. over based on Dave's interpretation and going over, not what you normally okay. would think. All so right. good luck. Yeah, going over. If, 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 if well, 1900, for, you say 1901, you went over. This is for $100. This is for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with you. Donald Yarmy. You know who Donald Yarmy is? He's also known as Don Adams, an actor, ah, comedian, director. Get Smart. That's right. Maxwell Smart, All Agent right. 86 in the television sitcom, and he Get Smart. Adams also provided the voice for animated series Tennessee Tuxedo. So you want to write it down there. And his tales and the Inspector Gadget he was the voices for also. Don Adams was born today. What year? I write it down or I say it? Say it. Don Adams, so the cone of silence. Don Adams has got to be in his late <laughs> the, cone, the cone of Remember silence, that? that's helping that's him great, do the math. Yeah. <laughs> Figured he was in his 40s then. Um, I would say Don Adams is probably 83. Born in 1983? Oh, born. Oh, year. Um, so what's the math on that? It's you, you, that would 50, be 1937. 37. Based on 83. was born in uh, 39. 39. Barry. 1928. 28. 49 for the exact number. 49. Everybody's over. It's 1923. So we're moving over to Barry. Now you can get time to think about this. And now you have to write it down. You got to write it down. Tony Dow. Tony Dow. Best known for his throat. That's right. Yes. Best known for the sitcom Leaver to Beaver. Dow played Wally Cleaver, the eldest son of June, played by. Barbara Billingsley and Ward Cleaver, played by Hugh Beaumont, and the brother of Theodore Beaver Cleaver, played by Jerry Mathers. Ward, don't be hot on the Beaver. Tony Dow, <laughs> born today. I'm glad you. Tony Dow was also like British Prime Minister or something with Britain Parliament. I'm glad you, you know, said which one it was. 1941. 41, he says, Mr. J. You got it written down. I do. 1901. 01. Oh. 1954. 54. See, Mr. Jonathan was figuring everybody was going to go over like they did last year, but Barry did not go over. Damn he it. said 41. It's 45. And we got one point for Barry. And we have two questions left, and we got two tiebreakers if we need it. It goes over to Mr. Jonathan. Four questions left. <laughs> Al Green, often known as the, the Reverend very, Al Green. The very Reverend. He's an American singer, songwriter, record producer, best known for recording series of soul hits, including Take Me to the River. Tired of being alone, I'm still in love with you. Love and happiness, and his signature song, "Let's Stay Together." Al Green, born today, what year? Everybody, write it down. 1939. 39, he says. Jim, what do you say? 1941. I'll say 41. 45. 45 for the point. 46. Damn it, dude. Barry Stein gets two points. We have one question left. We have tiebreakers if we need it. If you get two points, you get it exact. You get two points for it. And this goes back to Barry. Barry. No, it goes to Jim. It goes to Jim. Up to Jim. Um, Ron Perlman is an American actor and voice actor. He played the role of Vincent on the television series Beauty and the Beast, the comic book character Hellboy in both Hellboy and the sequel Hellboy 2. The Golden Army, and Clay Morrison on the television series Son of Anarchy. Born today is Ron Perlman. What year? Uh, 54. 54. Barry? 61. 61. 
I had 1954 written down as well. 54 as well. Everybody is over. It's 1950. Barry Stein is our champion. And that is that. Rigged. Rigged. That's how to do it. And now you say it's rigged because you lose. And that's how it's done. Because that's how Mr. Jonathan plays. What's the final thoughts here? What do you think of these cigars you're smoking? Ed Sullivan. Is this up your alley? Is it too mild for you? Is it? It's on the mild side, but every now and then I enjoy a walk on the mild side. Yeah. Um, is was it worth aging all these years? Probably not. Probably not. Is it wrong that I want to go do 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 Okay. Take a walk on the wild side. She never lost her head, even when she was. Well, never mind. Barry. What do you think of that? Um, I'd rather smoke a sober mesa that's you know available every day, all day. Okay, it's just maybe that's something that didn't come out, and there's a reason for it. Yeah, it's just or too maybe much it's pepper, or maybe it just didn't age well. Four years, some you know, some cigars don't necessarily age that great. Mrs. Jonathan Menso, should, uh, should he come back out with this brand? Yeah, it would be fine if he did. He'd sell it, but the um, the thing that's Blowing me away is how much strength it had after all that time. Typically on the big ring gauge cigars, there isn't really strong, strong big ring gauge. Yeah. That, that one's strong. Yeah. That one's strong. This one's a strong one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, in, in answer to your question, this cigar, no, not worth holding on for all that time. If there was a normal Robusto size of this, yeah, it stood up to the age unbelievably well. The flavors are very well balanced. Still got some of that cedar in there. Okay, Jim Barbecue Price, spices. final word. Um, I would say this cigar is is very strong. I think it started out really strong, mild in the middle, and now it's it's exceptionally strong. Yeah, one dimensional. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not. I don't know much about it. It's an enjoyable cigar, um, but it's definitely it's all pepper. This yeah. is a pepper bomb. Yeah. Okay. All Which right. kind of threw me off uh, coming from Honduras. Well, that's it this week for us. Uh, the boys are <laughs> back from back-to-back, uh, -back, Fernando and Mike. Um, and uh, Two-Ply will be here, too. That's me. <laughs> they, they gave me the name Two-Ply because of my fancy toilet paper. Ah. I use the Two-Ply, not, not what they use in the hood. Yep. And, uh, Barry's new nickname I heard is Double Flusher. I don't know what that's <laughs> about. <laughs> And we're going to do the show backwards next week. I don't know what that's going to, why that brings any charm, but it pisses Mr. Jonathan off, so we're going to do it. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Actually, just cross your fingers and hope it goes down. <laughs> and if you've learned nothing else for the last two hours, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.